It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into today's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 5-1. to The final score from T-Mobile Arena. And now it's two in a row for the Vegas Golden Knights and two in a row for Logan Thompson. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. Let's start with Logan Thompson because for me, you look at this game, you look at a player that right now is feeling pretty comfortable, pretty confident, and, and I think that's kind of where I start with Logan Thompson and talking to him. He's not a guy that lacks for confidence, and you saw it firsthand in this game. Yeah, the confidence is there. You heard him talk about it a moment ago, Ryan. Yeah. And uh, I wonder how much of that comes from playing here at T-Mobile Arena where he had played back in January and lost, but it was a one-goal game. Great here uh, in his second home start, which was against the Panthers the other day. Terrific team the Panthers have. And today, though the Kings have been uh, struggling, they got a bunch of guys out. They are coming off a shutout win, and... Uh, the Kings put 40 shots on goal. Yeah. Uh, the Knights did a little bit of keep away. So I think some of the shot numbers in the third period can be misleading. The Knights did not get dominated the way that 20 to four would sort of indicate. But uh, Thompson was at his best, seemed to get better as the game went along. He was compact. He did not find himself getting out of position, yet he seemed to still battle. Uh, he's one of those battling goaltenders. Uh, he's not always um, as smooth as, say, Marc-Andre Fleury would be or as large as, say, Robin Leonard would be, but he's a different kind of goaltender than those two. Uh, he's a, a bit of a battler, and that's, mm -hmm. as Gary has illustrated, his path from the WHL and then on to college hockey at Brock University in Canada through the ECHL, last year's top goaltender in the American League, the Bas Bastion Award, and uh, last year had 16 wins in 23 games. But his goals against average was 196. His save percentage, Ryan, was 943. <laughs> and once you get adjusted to certain elements of the National Hockey League, you would think that that kind of performance can translate. And so it has. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, as long as Logan Thompson's giving you what you need out of, out of your goaltender, which is saves, is that's what you want to do. Dan, as we go right now to head coach Pete DeBoer, as he addresses the media. Probably what you guys want to do every night, but what was kind of the trick, or what what was the difference in order to force them to play yeah. from the outside today? Well, you know, I, I agree with you. I think we bent but didn't break in the third, and and despite the shot totals, I thought uh, we let LTC most of them. Uh, we did a good job boxing out. You know, obviously putting Ben Hutton back in the lineup, a big physical defenseman helped. Um, you know, we, we had a, a good-sized group back there, and I thought they did a good job protecting the front of our net most of the night. Go to Jesse, then Dave. Hey, Jesse. Jesse Granger with The Athletic, hey, Pete. You had multiple guys in pain on the bench after blocking shots. Go back out there and, and continue blocking shots. Can you just talk about the grit your team showed today, and do you think that that was kind of one of the, the keys to this win? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I, I didn't think uh, we had our A-plus game, but uh, I thought we dug deep um, and, and we did a lot of those intangibles. You know, we didn't, we lost the face-off battle all night, so they're starting with the puck. So, you know, that, that ended up uh, leading to us spending too much time in our own zone. Um, and if you're going to do that, then you have to dig in and, and block shots and box out and do that dirty grunt work around your net, and I thought we did all those things in our own end tonight. We'll go to Dave, Willie, then Alan. 
Uh, Dave Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, I'd just like to ask you about the special teams, but particularly the first period and the back-to-back kills and yeah. maybe what that did for you guys. Obviously, the penalty kill has been, you know, struggling a little bit lately. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, we, we challenged our group. You know, it was we, we've had the best penalty kill in the league for long stretches in the last few years. So it had to be better. It felt like we were giving up a power play goal a night. You know, your, your goaltender is always your best penalty killer. And, uh, and our goalie was, was really solid tonight, and I think that's where it starts. Go Willie, then Alan. Willie Ramirez Willie. with the Associated Press. Pete, on Logan, uh, you praised him last game. Just two-part question, your decision to go back-to-back. And then can you see period-by-period period a confidence level growing, or is it more game-by-game? Because game? it just seems like every period the last two games, his confidence grew on the ice. Yeah. No, I think you see it period by period. I think he's a young guy that, you know, I think when he first dips his toe in, in the water here at the NHL level, you know, like all young guys, you're wondering if you belong. And then, you know, as you play and have some success, you get more confidence. And, um, you know, he, he, he looks confident now. He looks more confident than he did even last game. So hopefully he keeps building on that. You know, decision to go with him was easy. we got to win games. You know, you, you got to find a way to win games. And, uh, you know, if you look at our our records uh, recently, um, you know, you need, you, if you want to play and you want to play this time of year, you got to find a way to win games. We'll go Alan, Dave, Jesse, and we'll end with Chris. Yeah. Hey, hey, Pete. Alan. Uh, Alan Snell with LVSportsBiz.com. Uh, can you talk a little about the offensive approach? You mentioned the... Uh, face off and uh, shots and goal issues, but um, it seemed like you were kind of opportunistic tonight. And from here on in, what's what's kind of the offensive approach with some of your big guns on? Yeah, the, uh, I thought we were opportunistic. At the same time, I thought you know we missed some chances in the first. Uh, Amodio wide open net, Yanmark breakaway. You know, I, I thought we could have come out of that period up two nothing at least. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't feel as opportunistic at that point, but huge power play goal for us. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the third goal in the, was, was a, a critical goal for us. So, um, you know, I, I think with the group we've got, probably more with the people we have out, the guys that stick the puck in the net, you know, we're going to have to be comfortable in, in trying to fi- find a way to score three a night and one of them's probably going to have to be a power play goal and and defend our ass off dave jesse and chris uh dave shane las vegas regional again uh, obviously you had said jack was probably doubtful for tonight we saw him out there what kind of sigh of relief maybe was that can you kind of just take us through yesterday yeah. and then today knowing that he would be in there yeah, he, uh, we didn't know, you know, really almost until game time. Um, but he gutted it out, you know. He's a, he's a guy that uh, can play with some pain, and that's what he's doing along with a lot of other guys, and it's that time of year. But, you know, I, I've just been really impressed with him, his battle level, his compete, his willingness to, to uh, play a, a 200-foot playoff-type game for us. And now... You know, he, he's willing to play through some injuries in order to be out there helping us. So there's a lot of good things there. Jesse and Chris. Yes. Jesse Granger at the Athletic Union. Well, that was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media 
after tonight's game, and you, you, you hear a lot of, of really intriguing and fun stuff there if you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan. Obviously, that last bit there on Jack Eichel. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, clearly, Jack Eichel's not 100%. We, we understood that. There were some obvious indicators throughout this game that Jack Eichel was hampered by the upper body injury that forced him out of the game against the Florida Panthers on Thursday. Jack Eichel is a center iceman. Jack Eichel takes pen, takes uh, uh, faceoffs. The Golden Knights would have loved to have used Jack Eichel in the circle today. Didn't do it because clearly faceoffs, clearly digging in that way, impacted Jack Eichel. He's not able to do it right now with the injury. And, you know, you go back to the beginning of that press conference from Pete DeBoer. He talked about how, you know, the L.A. Kings, they were much better than Vegas was on the fa- on, in the faceoff circle. They were starting with the puck more. Of course you would have liked to have used Jack Eichel that way. But the trade-off is you get a guy that's willing to play through some injuries. You get a guy that's going out there, gutting it out for his teammates, endears him more so than he's already endeared himself to his new hockey club. And, comes up with a big time play right like we're talking about you know a key a key moment within the game for the golden knights you have an opportunity where maybe you don't convert on some of the chances you had in the first period to make that a wider margin of error and then you get a power play opportunity jack eichel finds a way to get the puck to chandler stevenson just beautiful pass phenomenal pass and that ends up being the game winning goal so you get a game winning goal from from your power play and you get it from a player you didn't even expect to be in the lineup today in Jack Eichel. And then the, the point about Jack Eichel's 200-foot game, I, I, I feel like today I'm going to be belaboring this point. Jack Eichel does play defense. And, and like I, I understand that there's kind of the argument that, well, okay, he's not, he's not Mark Stone defensively. No, he's not. He's not Mark Stone. We all understand that and recognize that. Mark Stone is a special defensive player. Mark Stone should be winning Selkies. That is, it's not a hot take, but he's a winger, so you just you never you never get to that award as a winger. But for me, there's a compete level to Jack Eichel. There is a lot that he does along the boards. He's got to play uh, after taking a penalty, comes onto the ice after a strong kill from the Golden Knights, goes right to Quinton Byfield, and just initiates board battle, initiates contact, steals the puck from Quinton Byfield, and then gets the puck out of danger. There are defensive plays that Jack Eichel makes within a game you just need to watch him outside of the offensive zone because there is a level of back check. There is a level of defensive commitment. There is that layer of Jack Eichel's game, and it's only going to grow, and it's only going to get better because, frankly, Jack is looking for the playoffs. Jack wants to play in the games that matter the most, and that is what is so important about this stretch run for the Vegas Golden Knights. Still got a lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 5-1. Vegas 34-26-4, 72 points. Winners of two in a row, one over the Florida Panthers and obviously today against the LA Kings. And feeling good with a little bit of a, of a hot streak going now for the Vegas Golden Knights as they go on the road to Minnesota on Monday. So 
you know, a lot to like, I think, in this game. You know, Pete DeBoer said that it wasn't an A-plus, it wasn't the A-plus game for the Golden Knights. And in that, there's there's truth there for sure. There were areas where Vegas could have been better, but as we talked about in the pregame show, right now it's results. That's all that matters. You get judged if you're the Golden Knights based on what the result says you were today. And today, the Golden Knights were better than the LA Kings. Now, granted, LA comes into this game very banged up with injuries. Problem is, uh, you look at the LA, you look at the LA Kings and who's out of the lineup for LA. Then you look at the Vegas Golden Knights and who's out of the lineup for Vegas. Uh, pretty even in terms of who's in, who's out, and who's unavailable for both clubs. So Golden Knights dug deep. They found a way to win. And while you know we talked about it a little bit with Dan Duva, you heard it a bit there with Pete DeBoer, um, and it goes back to the walk off from Logan Thompson. If I can see it, I can stop it. Like, that's, that's the confidence that Logan Thompson is exuding right now. You give him a clear land to the puck, he's going to make the save. I, I was impressed by the Golden Knights' desire to block shots, but I was also really impressed by how, when Vegas was defending in their own zone, if it wasn't a clear block, they let Logan Thompson take the shot. They did a really good job of allowing their goaltender to see the puck, and when you do that, you create more instances where the goalie can get himself into a rhythm and feel good about where his game is at. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go all the way back to the first period, and for the Golden Knights, I thought they were really, really great in transition. They were great in the neutral zone, and they set up a lot of really good looks early on. Perhaps one of the best chances of the period went to Michael Amadio, who hit the post. Polisar lugs it into the zone. Now pass toward Howden, back it to the right, hit the post! Amadio, the former king, started the play and got the chance to shoot at the back door and rang it off the long post. Just a well-designed play, a great pass from Brett Howden and Michael Amadio hits the post, and that was kind of the beginning of a stretch where the LA Kings got themselves back into the game by virtue of a couple of power play opportunities. The Golden Knights bent, they did not break, and after killing off those two penalties, Evgeny Dodonov continued his strong play, getting Vegas on the board. Turns and dropped it off for Dodonov. Right down, he shoots, stick save, rebound Dodonov behind the goal, trying to wrap around, he does! Vegas takes the lead, Dodonov tucks it home on the backhand! Peterson could not get back to his right in time, he flexed down with the right pad, but Dodonov forced it through. Dodonov, five goals in seven games, three in the last two. Knights lead 1-0. Evgeny Dodonov's 15th of the year from Ben Hutton at 18-19 of the first period made it 1-0 Vegas. Golden Knights would carry a 1-0 lead into the second period, and they had about 90 seconds to work with on a power play opportunity of their own. Just 39 seconds into the second period, Jack Eichel would find Chandler Stevenson for that power play goal. Here's Eichel working in with Marcia So Sends it in front. They score! Eichel to Stevenson. Perfectly designed and perfect execution. Chandler Stevenson, power play goal. And the Knights lead 2-0, scoring in the first minute of the second period. Chandler Stevenson's 15th of the year, a power play goal from Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marcia. So at 39 seconds of the second period, made it 2 to nothing Vegas. Then just past the midway point of the period, the Kings would push back as Phil Deneau would bring L.A. to within one. Kings still with it. Side of the goal, they score! Philip Deneau follows it up, lifts it over Thompson, and the Kings are on the board. Deneau's 19th of the year from Trevor Moore and Jordan Spence at 11.31 of the second period made it 2-1 to one Vegas. 
Golden Knights would go back to the penalty kill. And not ideal. Obviously, you're, you're trying to, to play hard, and you do not want to give up a game-tying goal. The LA Kings got a lot of their momentum when they were on the power play, but this time it's a key moment. Matthias Janmark would score a shorthanded goal to restore the two-goal lead. Now a shorthanded chance. Janmark down the middle. Scores! <laughs> Matthias Janmark, shorthanded goal. Second breakaway of the game for Yanmark. This time he finishes. He goes downstairs. Yanmark gives Vegas a 3-1 lead, his eighth goal of the season. Matthias Yanmark, his eighth of the year, a shorthanded goal from Nick Waugh and Alex Petrangelo at 16-24 the second period, made it 3-1 Vegas. We would head to the third period, the Golden Knights nursing a two-goal lead, and Logan Thompson would make a AAA insurance save of the game. Kings come left to right into the zone. Kempe down the middle to the outside right. Point shot stopped by Thompson. Kopitar made a little tap back to the point, and that's where the shot came from. And Thompson, watching to his left, snatched it over his head with the glove. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life so big time glove save there from logan thompson he would face 20 shots in the third period and get them all the golden knights did a really good job defending logan thompson was dialed in and with the king's net empty alex petrangelo would make it four to one petrangelo shoots he scores alex petrangelo empty net goal Vegas 4, Los Angeles 1 with 2.28 to play. Tenth goal of the year for Alex Petrangelo unassisted at 17.32 of the third period. An empty netter. The Kings would put Cal Peterson back into the net. And Michael Amadio would add another goal for good measure. Knights get the puck. 2 on 0. It's a feed to the right. Sliding step. But the loose puck goes in. Michael Amadio will get credit. And the Knights get another goal. This one makes it 5-1 to Vegas with a minute 12 to go. Colasar to Amadio. Michael Amadio, his seventh of the year from Keegan Colasar at 18.48 of the third period, made it 5-1 to Vegas, and all that was left was the final call. The crowd to its feet, 18,136. The horn signals a Golden Knights victory at T-Mobile Arena. The game is over, but the action continues. Grunstrom and Patrick into a shoving match. 5-1 to one, the final. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings. Vegas 34-26 and 472 points. Winners of two straight will take their game to Minnesota on Monday. 5 o'clock puck drop, 4 o'clock pregame show. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 5-1, to one, the final score. Vegas 34-26-4, 72 points. Second wild card spot. Now, a couple of things to kind of look at when it comes to the, the standings. Now, the, the Edmonton Oilers, they won today and they've got two games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. Edmonton sits in third place in the Pacific Division with 74 
points. The Golden Knights trail Edmonton by two points, 72 points for the Vegas Golden Knights. But again, Edmonton has two games in hand. Now, here's the thing that I think is pretty interesting. This is something we're going to want to keep an eye on over the final 18 games or so from the Vegas Golden Knights. The LA Kings have 76 points. They're in second place in the Pacific Division. And both Vegas and LA have played 64 games. So you have 18 games for the Golden Knights to be able to make up four points on the LA Kings. That is really where I think the race should be for the Vegas Golden Knights. Because when you look at the wild card spot, the Nashville Predators, 61 games played, so they've got three games in hand on Vegas and two more points. And then you've got the Dallas Stars who lost today in regulation, so that is uh, good for Vegas, but bad when it comes to Dallas. Dallas was 69 points, three points back of Vegas with four games in hand. So if you're the Golden Knights, I think your, your focus has to be on putting the pressure, dialing up the pressure on L.A. who's in front of you. And while I I think that you can talk yourself into, and I know I certainly can, the Dallas Stars kind of not being what they need to be down the stretch, um, maybe even the same thing with the the Nashville Predators, and sneaking in on a wild card spot, I think for the Golden Knights, like you want to try to get second or third spot here in in the Pacific Division. You want to try to catch either Edmonton or Los Angeles. Now, it's going to be more difficult to catch the Edmonton Oilers than it will be the Los Angeles Kings, just because everything's kind of be kind of equal between those two clubs. Games in hand, you never know how they're going to go. But I do think that the win today for Vegas and nar- narrowing that gap to four points, especially with a Kings team that is battling through a lot of injuries to key players this late in the season, that might be the Golden Knights' clearest way, clearest path to carving out a playoff spot. It might just be that. And I think if you're the Golden Knights and your fans, like, I know it was bleak on that road trip. I do. But you should be encouraged by how the Golden Knights have played over the last two games. Florida was interesting because it was a little bit more wide open. I thought Vegas was great in the neutral zone against the Florida Panthers. But in the third period, Florida really, really pushed back hard. Now, the LA Kings did that again here today. There was a strong pushback. But the Golden Knights are starting to show that if you give them a lead in the game, they're going to be able to keep teams to the outside. They're going to be good through the neutral zone and not giving up transition opportunities. And I think the biggest takeaway for me in this game, shot attempts, 5-on-5, 63-36 for the LA Kings. So doubled up Vegas. But the scoring chance edge goes to Vegas 22-20, to and then the high danger chances go to Vegas 11-10. to You want to throw volume at the net? Like how many times have we talked about this with the Vegas Golden Knights this year? You want to throw volume from the outside? Go right ahead. And that's not to take anything away from Logan Thompson, who I think was dialed in, played a fantastic game, got in front of the pucks that he was supposed to. He was a major reason the Golden Knights get two points tonight. But all that being said, you want to throw volume, that's fine. The Golden Knights are going to look for quantity, and they looked for quantity, they got quantity, and they really took away the quality from the LA Kings. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. 
AAA Insurance post-game show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 5-1. The final score, Vegas 34-26 and 472 points. Just four points back of LA with 18 games to go. The Vegas Golden Knights will take on the Minnesota Wild Monday at 5 o'clock. 4 o'clock pregame show. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. And you know, early on, the, the game, the pace just kind of wasn't there. It took a while, probably for six or seven minutes or so, for both clubs to really get into the game. And then after that first media timeout, I thought the Golden Knights carried the majority play outside of that until they got into some penalty trouble in the first period. L.A., their best chance in this one would have been to have scored an early power play goal, but the Golden Knights penalty kill bent. It did not break, thanks in part to Logan Thompson and his brilliance early on in this game. And then the Golden Knights get a goal, and then they get another goal on the power play, and then they're able to play with a lead. They're able to try to kind of keep the L.A. Kings to the outside. They did a really good job of that for the majority of the game. And then when L.A., got back into it with that Phil Deneau goal. It was a, almost an immediate response, immediate answer from the Vegas Golden Knights. They go back, they take another two-goal lead, and then they ride that thing out in the third period. So from a, a blueprint perspective, this is what games should look like for the Vegas Golden Knights. With guys out of the lineup, especially the guys that are out of the lineup for the Golden Knights, you need to be opportunistic, you need to convert on your chances, and then you need to really dial it in defensively, and the Golden Knights did just that, blocking 25 shots and keeping L.A. mostly to the outside. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 5-1. The final score, Vegas two in a row. That's good. That's positive coming off of an 0-5 uh, road trip. And now you go back on the road for a couple. you got Minnesota. You have a chance for redemption in Winnipeg Monday, Tuesday. Uh, I'm telling you right now, the Golden Knights scored 10 goals in the last two games. Now, granted, two of them empty netters. That's fine. You want to get technical. They scored eight goals then in, in, in two games. That's positive. The Golden Knights did a really good job of limiting chances against over the last two games. Now, you're going to look at, the Florida game a little bit as an outlier, but if you can hold a team that averages over four goals a game to just three, regardless of the chances that you are giving up, and you're doing it with Logan Thompson, your third-string goaltender, in net, you're going to like that. That's going to work for you. It's going to be good. And so for the Golden Knights, like the, I, I think the question to explore here is, do you go off of Logan Thompson? I don't think you do. And, and you heard it from Pete DeBoer after the game. It was pretty frank, pretty bold. Easy decision to start Logan Thompson because you need wins. There it is. You're going to keep 
going back to Logan Thompson as long as he is winning for you. You've got 18 games to go, and you've got to find two points most of those nights. The other thing is, is this the blueprint? Is this what the Golden Knights game needs to look like until you get a little bit healthier down the stretch in order to get into the playoffs? Third, is tracking down L.A. maybe the clearest path for the Golden Knights to make the playoffs? I think so. I want to hear from you. Uh, and then lastly, uh, you know, you, you look at this, you say, okay, if the Golden Knights can go on a run and you just saw two wins back-to-back, how much does that impact what the Golden Knights do at the trade deadline on Monday? A lot of questions here. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Lou. Hey, Lou, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing good, buddy. Hey, you know, I, I kind of mentioned to you on Twitter earlier in the game that there was a conversation we had a few months back on the Insider Show about when the best time was going to be to get Logan Thompson in there and get some games, and clearly uh, you found his sweet spot over the last few games. You know, he's playing well, he's confident, and I think that he's been in the right games to build on. And, you know, these last two games have been really, really good games. And I'm looking down at the schedule at the next 10 games. Tell me if I'm crazy or not. I see seven or eight wins in the next 10 if I, as I look at the schedule. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the interesting thing is, and, you know, I, I think you, you're looking at Chicago, you're looking at Seattle, you're looking at Vancouver like in Arizona. Like, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. The, the path for the Golden Knights down the stretch is one that I think is a little bit easier than some other other teams down the stretch because they they've played a lot of really good teams early on in the year so uh, you're going to get teams that are out of playoff contention uh, and that should be good for Vegas but it's hard to kind of forget about that 0-5 road trip where four out of the five teams were below the playoff cut line you know I totally agree and I know that two games don't you know make everything better yeah but if they continue to play the way that they're playing, and you look at the, these next 10 games, you know, Darren and, uh, and Gary have talked about, you know, 12, 13 games needed, you know, down the stretch here. Yeah. As long as they don't stub their toe again the way they did on that road trip, and even before that, I mean, they stubbed their toe in a 2-1 to one win against Ottawa. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a win, but, man, it was not a good win. Um, as long as they keep going the way they're going, I, I think they take seven or eight of these next 10. You know, I, I think that the avenue is there, and, and I don't disagree with you. And, and I, I will kind of pull a, a little bit more from these two games than, than maybe I should or, or maybe history has told me to. Um, the way that they were able to compete against the Florida Panthers and the work that they put in, and then to see that roll into this game, like, you, everyone's going to look at the goals, but the way that the Golden Knights were absolutely dogged on the puck along the half wall in the corners, going to the front of the net, that's what the, the refrain has been all year long of what the fans want to see from this team. They delivered the last two games. I totally agree. And, you know, a, a little bit of an aside, I think that when Eichel, you know, got healthy and got on the ice, that even the players were a little bit too enamored with him. And I think that they finally settled into, okay, this dude is good, yeah. but so are we. So let's not just lean on him. Let's go out and play our game. Yeah, you're, you're spot on there, Lou. Thank you for the call. It's certainly more of... Jack Eichel is a part of this team and everyone's moving in the right direction in the same direction as opposed to let's get the puck to Jack Eichel and hope that he fixes everything. With Jack though, um, kind of the thing that I don't think is going to get enough traction here for the, for the Golden Knights, uh, Jack Eichel has 
five power play points for the Vegas Golden Knights. And the power play of late has been good for Vegas. They've been finding ways, power play goals over the last four or five games. Jack Eichel's a big reason for that. So Jack Eichel out there making plays. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. No one here is crying any elephant tears for the injury situation by the Kings, that's for sure. <laughs> I didn't they're think so. Ex- they're experiencing what we have, right? Sure, yeah. And, and so, you know, it's a matter now of catching up to them and passing them. Uh, tonight, for the second, or today, for the second straight game, we were out hit, out shot, and made too, way too many mistakes, turnovers. And yet we won, and I think the reason that we scored five goals the last two games is because the tenacity that, as you put it, the doggedness, mm-hmm. which is a perfect word for this team as it's playing right now, yeah. that we've enjoyed over the years as a Golden Knights fan, that intensity in all three zones really is coming out right now. Yeah, you know, I, I will just say this, Mike, uh, the Golden Knights actually out-hit the LA Kings. It was 44-37, to 37, but those numbers for, for Vegas have been trending up the last couple of games. And, you know, to me... Yes, they were outshot, but from a quality from a like from a quality chance perspective, I would put the the Golden Knights and what they were able to generate and create as slightly more than what LA was able to generate in this game. Uh, but I, I think that it it all kind of boils down to work, right? Like we've we've heard the refrain this year that when this team is at their best, they outwork their opponents, and that's been the mo for the Golden Knights since their inception. And I think the last couple of games. You're starting to see that work really come to the forefront, and that's why Vegas is winning. That's it. That's in a nutshell. And last year, I'm going to crow a little bit. Last year when Logan Thompson won the Bastion Award as the best goaltender in the AHL, I said, this kid is going to play at the next level for a long time, Mm -hmm. and I think that's proven now. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting thought, and thank you for the call, Mike. I I think that right now if you're the Vegas Golden Knights and there's no – public timeline on Robin Leonard. Like we have no idea when Robin Leonard may be available for Vegas. I think it's pretty clear that until he falters or until you don't get a result that you're looking for, Logan Thompson is going to be the guy. I would expect Logan Thompson to play on Monday in Minnesota and I wouldn't even be that surprised or shocked frankly if he ends up playing well in that game and winning that game if he gets a back-to-back situation against Winnipeg on Tuesday. I think that points are that important and if you're the Golden Knights and you're looking at this objectively and you're saying okay we think we need 12 13 wins over the last 21 games to get in you want to get all those as quickly as you can you want to get yourself into a position where you feel pretty confident you're going to make the playoffs I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of Logan Thompson over the next little bit and if he can continue to do it then he's starting to make a case for what's to come next in his career. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? Uh, good. So um, I appreciate that this is a midday game because I get to burn off all of that adrenaline before going to bed. Yeah, that's the toughest part of the job, I think, is is that you know I, I have – I have the hardest time after a night game burning off that adrenaline. It's, it's great for my sleep habits. It really is. Yeah, it's, cause it's definitely, I can still feel it right now, and I'm glad I'm not trying to go to bed. <laughs> but I have to say, that third period today was probably one of the best examples we've seen of a bend-don't-break yeah. approach yeah. in a long time. 
And it, I mean, it's, it might be my son had a, a STEM class today where they worked on catapults, and that's exactly what it felt like. That whole third period, they were bending and bending and bending and bending, and it just was the catapult. They hit that empty net goal and then came back and got another one with the goalie in there just because. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it was really good to see, and it was good to see that they, I mean, they played to the final seconds of that game. They were not rolling over. They, they did what they had to do, and it finally clicked, and just, oh, great game today. Yeah, you're you're spot on, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. It, it was a really, really good game, uh, top to bottom. It took a little bit of time to get into, I think, for both clubs. A lot of stoppages, a lot of whistles, a lot of icings early on, some offside plays. But then, you know, once you kind of got into the game, I, I thought the pace picked up pretty quickly, and, and there were a lot of battles. And to me, the battling in front of the net, like there were multiple situations where Dylan Coughlin was going at it with – uh, with Phil Deneau, and then you had um, uh, one of my favorites. It was Brett Howden in front of Logan Thompson, just absolutely going at it with Deneau. Uh, those are the types of plays you need. You need that in the trenches mentality, and the Golden Knights had it tonight. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Ed. Hey Ed, how you doing? Hey, uh, I just wanted to say congratulations to our goalie who did an outstanding job. He's like our backup to the backup of the backup and he's doing a great job. Let's keep him in there. And I'm pretty disappointed that I went to beer house just outside the the arena and they were playing basketball, not the hockey game. But uh, thank God we're back in the winning column and I'll leave it at that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Ed. Uh, you know, it's, it's always hard, right? Like, you're balancing March Madness. You're balancing really one of those one of those massive sporting weekends in in America, and then you've you've got obviously the local tie of of wanting to see the game. So uh, you know it's it's one of those things where it's it's really trying to to weigh both sides of the equation. But I think your point about getting back to winning like that's that's huge that's awesome that's important for the Vegas Golden Knights because you have to win hockey games down the stretch to make the playoffs the Golden Knights checked two boxes off with a win against Florida on Thursday and then a win today against the LA Kings we're back with more of your calls next on the extended postgame show Fox Sports Las Vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 5-1. Vegas winners of two in a row. Florida on Thursday and then LA here today. Vegas will go on the road for a quick two-game road trip. Back-to-back days. you got Monday 5 o'clock against the Minnesota Wild, and then another opportunity to play the Winnipeg Jets on Tuesday, another 5 o'clock start time. The Golden Knights 34-26 and 472 points, just four back of L.A. with 18 games left and both teams with a lot of injuries. So it'll be interesting to see who kind of handles that best down the stretch and, and how much pressure the the Golden Knights can put on the Kings if they keep winning hockey games. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. 
Good. So sorry if my voice is a little hoarse. I've been screaming, go Knights, go for the past 60 minutes awesome. in the fortress. It was just rocking. It was so much fun. Yeah, no, it, it was a great atmosphere once again. And you know, I think I think the crowd's really leaning into this push for the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could hear it throughout the entire game. You know, every time Thompson made a save, you know, the crowd erupted. And it was it was just a fun atmosphere. And I like to say that I am 2-0 and in the fortress. Yay me. Well, there it is. got to get some more games for sure. Absolutely, for sure. Well, maybe next week I'll come back and see you guys at the OIO again. <laughs> Fantastic. But I did, I did want to give a shout-out to Chandler Stevenson really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple of games back, we, we all know what he said. I'm not going to repeat the quote. Sure. But, you know, those were big words. And today he followed that up, those words, with some action. So I was happy to see him get a goal, too, today. You know, it's, it's, you're, you're, you're absolutely spot on. And, and I think that everyone was kind of waiting for that to be an immediate thing, right? Like Chandler Stevenson drops the quote. It's a, it's a good sound bite. It's, it's fun. Um, but then you were expecting that to happen immediately in Winnipeg. And when you're marred in, in, you know, games and results, just not going your way, sometimes it's harder to pull yourself out of it. But, uh, the Golden Knights went to work. They have gone to work against Florida. They went to work today against the LA Kings. And, you know, that's all you could really ask for from a team that is facing uh, the, the task down the stretch that they are with the players out of the lineup. The one thing you can control is how hard you're working, and the Golden Knights have outworked their opponents for two straight games. Oh, it was, it was phenomenal to see. It was also really good to see Eichel back on the ice. Yeah. Um, when he left the game on Florida, I was, I was worried. I was like, here we go, another one. But seeing him in warm-ups just, you know, I think lifted the entire fortress. I mean, that, you know, got us off to a great start. So now I'm going to go run my marathon again and <laughs> get some of this adrenaline off. All right, fantastic stuff. Thanks for the call, <laughs> Stephanie. Um, you know, on Jack Eichel, and, and I'm going to pause here for just a minute and, and kind of get into it with, with Jack Eichel, on Jack Eichel. Um, you're talking about a player that right now is absolutely showing up for his team. And like I'll be I'll be here for the arguments like well if you're not 100 percent should you should you be in the lineup when you're Jack Eichel the answer is yes like if you can play if you can make plays especially like the one that Jack made to Chandler Stevenson for the second goal of the game if you are capable of doing that even at 80 percent or 70 percent yeah yeah you need to play and Jack Eichel this is him leading by example and this is Jack Eichel endearing himself to his new teammates. This is Jack Eichel stepping up in a big-time situation when you're already so depleted and doing it for his team. And let's be clear. There is a defensive element to Jack Eichel's game that does not get appreciated as much as it should. It showed up here today. He battles. He works hard. He's great on the forecheck. Jack Eichel is giving everything that he has with his body to this new hockey club. So just keep an eye on that. Just understand that, recognize that. We're talking about a center iceman that couldn't take faceoffs today because the injury he's dealing with is severe enough to limit his ability to battle on a faceoff, but he's still making those plays. He's still feeding guys. He's still creating offense. That's what you look for. That's what you need. That's what you want from Jack Eichel. Let's head back to... The phone lines bring in Eddie. Hey, Eddie, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking my call. I want to ask you sort of a speculative question, since we're never really going to know the extent of Robin Leonard's injury. Uh-huh. Do you believe these last couple of games sort of showcased Logan Thompson to the point where they may move 
Laurent Boissois for a, a rental first, you know, first tier goalie like Simeon Varlanov or maybe Georgiev of the Rangers, something like that. Is Thompson playing himself into a lockup, lock backup role for next season? I think that Logan Thompson, frankly, is playing for his next start, right? Like, I think that you're, you know, if you're, if you're looking at the players individually, um, the players are playing for the next game. They're playing for what they need to do today in order to make sure that they get the, they get the, the lineup call tomorrow or Monday or whatever it is. Like, Logan Thompson's playing for the next start. And, you know, as far as the trade deadline goes, I, I don't know what the Golden Knights – I don't know what their strategy is going to be for Monday, right? Because uh, you're looking at a a true seller's market right now. Like you look at the some of the returns that are going for trades right now. Some of the some of what teams are getting for for players. Uh, it is a lot that you're going to have to give up in order to get something in. So from a buying perspective, I'm not sure that there's going to be a goaltender out there. Eddie, that's that's going to kind of move the needle. If this is the type of performance you're getting from. Logan Thompson right now and it's not to say that if you go back to Loren Brossois you expect him to struggle I think that Brossois has proven over the course of this season that when you go back to him he comes back with some solid games all that being said the timeline on Robin Leonard I think is the most important part part of all this and whether or not the LA or the Vegas Golden Knights expect Robin Leonard to be back in the fold sooner rather than later like if we're talking about three or four more games, then I think you don't do anything at the deadline. You just kind of ride this hot streak for Logan Thompson as long as you can and see if you can if you can win some games until you get your number one goaltender back. If it's going to be longer, you're looking at 12, 13 games, like whatever the case may be there. I, I don't know what the Golden Knights approach is going to be to the deadline. I think that's what makes Monday so intriguing and so interesting and what made these two wins really impressive and even more intriguing for Vegas going into Monday. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 5-1. Vegas 34-26-4. 72 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. And so, like, let's revisit here for just a moment before we close out the show the standings and what I think, what I view as kind of the clearest path for the Golden Knights to get themselves into the playoffs. Now, could you get one of the wild card spots? Yeah, absolutely. But then you've got to start on the road against either Colorado or Calgary. That's not going to be a fun time for anybody. It's not to say that Golden Knights wouldn't be able to win. Uh, we know how Vegas is able to stifle Colorado. Now, I think the clearest path isn't necessarily to settle for a wild card spot. You've got 18 games to go, and you're just four points back of an LA Kings team that right now is incredibly depleted. And. They haven't been here recently. Yeah, they've won two Stanley Cups in the last decade. Like, I get all that. But this is a very different, very different-looking L.A. Kings team. And down the stretch, when things get tougher, when things get tighter, when playoff hockey starts to really creep into your game, teams can falter. And for the Golden Knights, the win today was incredibly huge. It, it turned what could have been an eight-point gap between the two clubs into a four-point gap for the Vegas Golden Knights to try to find a way to overcome. 
And I think if Vegas can can go on a run here, if they can put some wins in the bank, if they can start adding up some points, it's very possible that the Kings, who again are very depleted, they're missing some of those players that did go through those Stanley Cup uh, championship teams and, and did have the experience of what to do when games ratchet up in intensity down the stretch. If they don't get those guys back, a bad week for L.A. and a good week for the Vegas Golden Knights can absolutely flip this thing around for both hockey clubs down the stretch. So that, to me, tracking down the L.A. Kings, that is, in my opinion, the clearest path for the Golden Knights to get themselves back into a playoff spot and feeling comfortable and confident with where their game is at. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson for making sure everything sounds fantastic. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping me on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. It's not as much fun without your input. Golden Knights will take on the Minnesota Wild on Monday at 5 o'clock. Until then, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.